Welcome to the Geeks on News, everybody. My name is Aaron Hendricks, and I am a geek. My name is Matt King. I am an actor in Los Angeles, and I am a geek. Hi, I'm Brian Pinalto. I'm a web designer in the Washington, D.C. area, and I'm a geek. And welcome to a new Geeks On. Yes, sir. Um, it's been a while, hasn't it? It's been about a couple, uh, two weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's been two or three weeks since you last heard this. Uh, or year and a half, depending on what calendar you're using. There was a, there was a, there was a tachyon pulse. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, for us, it's only been two weeks. Yeah, exactly. You know. For those listening, it may have been longer. Exactly. Uh, we, you know, we, we spent, uh, Aaron and I spent about uh, 35 minutes on that planet in Interstellar. Right. Uh, and then we, we're back now. We're back now. Thank God. Um, uh, so, you know, we've had relaunches before. Uh, so I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to try to convince you uh, uh, and tell you all these promises. What I'm going to do is just do it. Uh, so this uh, new Geeks On is going to have a different flavor uh, than the traditional geeks on still, still like cherry, you know, like cherry chapstick, but you know, right. Sli- so slightly waxy. Exactly. So the new geeks on will, um, c- going forward, we're going to have smaller segments. For example, this is geeks on news and there might be, uh, different types of things spread out through this feed. So we might go see uh, a movie and have a single episode about the movie, yeah. not putting in the news. Right. Or we might uh, play a, a video game and we want to talk about, uh, what, you know, what that's about. Yeah. Or we might uh, attack you from a different direction and try to interest you in some new and extra geeky subjects that you weren't aware of. Uh, we've been talking about going to get some interviews. Uh, Brian is going to try to maybe scare up some stuff. Just, you know, these are the type of things that we're going to do, but break it down into smaller, uh, smaller episodes. Excellent. I'm in. You never know what we're going to do. That's what all I'm saying. But I would like to do this Geeks on News more often uh, because there's all this, all this stuff keeps, you know, flowing in and uh, I, I want to talk about it. And they keep making new Marvel movies. They never stop. (laughs) If anything, we could just talk about. They're never going to stop, right? I mean, (laughs) no, it's perpetual now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So we'll at least have Marvel movies to talk about, at the very least. Forever. Forever. Yeah. Um, and so, Star Wars. So to get things started, so this episode isn't a traditional two-hour-long Geeks On episode, let's talk about some of this news that came out uh, very recently. Excellent. We're going to start with something small. It will probably be a small discussion. But there was talk about a... Um, a new t- Terminator movie, maybe in the future, helmed by James Cameron again. Okay. So the idea is that very soon the Terminator movie franchise actually goes back to James Cameron. Mm-hmm. Which the, the thing is, I, I feel like James Cameron's movies lately, even with Avatar, which totally impressed me, have been like the movie equivalent of Coke. It's it's like uh, on a hot day. You're like, oh, that was really really nice, and that's it. Well, and, what and, movie have you, know. you seen of his lately? No, that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> ending with Avatar. Like that was you know. Well, I saw the 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 Into the Deep or whatever the one that he did on the uh, on his on his oh, big dot. The dock. Yeah, exactly. 
But, yeah, because he's more like New Coke, where we haven't seen it in, since the 80s. Exactly. Right. I mean, he's just, well, he's been off since Avatar, and he's like, he just said he wasn't going to bring out any Avatars in competition with any Star Wars. So I'm like, well, I'm bringing out one a year, James. So yeah. it'll, be, it'll be interesting how he does that. But yeah, I mean, I feel like this is a non-story, kind of. Well, is that because, the reason why I brought it up is, is that because we're done with the Terminator? <laughs> is the series dead? Well, the last movie didn't help. I mean, that was yeah. universally panned. And I, I think they needed just, for one thing, get away from Arnold. Uh, it's he, He's now played out of the role. You just can't be the Terminator anymore. Well, remember, yeah. they kind of got rid of, they got away from Arnold two Terminators ago. Mm-hmm. And then they had to go back. Yeah. For some reason. Well, I feel like because, you know, there's a certain amount of 80s camp to the Terminator idea even. And there's a certain amount of cyberpunky loveliness about it. And that's kind of where it stayed. So it's more of a nostalgia piece than anything else. I mean, it, it's not, it's certainly not nouveau riche. It is well-trodden ground. At so this you point. feel like just, just the concept now is outdated. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> really, uh, We've we've done the going back and forth through time to, you know, kill Hitler about 45 times now. And we're reaching a level of mature storytelling that I think that even they tried to do on the TV show, but we're sort of they sort of failed at. So I, I really I mean, maybe I'll come up with a fantastic script. I don't know. I, I like I always like James Cameron's writing because James Cameron's writing, even though on its surface seems to always have Arnold Schwarzenegger or somebody, you know, Michael Bean on the front of the poster, you know, James Cameron's stories almost inherently happen to be about a multi-ethnic cast headed up by a woman who's actually in charge, who has great dialogue and who's, who's pushing to win. And without that woman, we don't go. So he's, he's very much a feminist and somebody who promotes, you know, a lot of multi-ethnic races. So I, I'm all about it. Bring it. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know whether or not the story can support it. I, I guess I feel like they would really have to just, they couldn't reboot it. They would have to come up with something just, just completely removed from the original story because yeah. going back in time to stopping Sarah Connor, you can't do it a thousand times. Right. right. Well, they have, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they literally have. Yeah. yeah but part of the problem is they've created a thicket of time travel timelines and, uh, digging out of that now is nearly impossible. Yeah. Well, they could do a JJ Abrams reset. Well, they kind of tried to do that last movie, right? They try to do that with the TV show. They try to do it with everything, and it's it's. Yeah. it's let's just let's yeah. put it to bed. Let's put it let's to just bed. kill the let's just kill the franchise. James uh, James Cameron always listens to our show, so he's probably <laughs> wondering where we're going with this. But I think maybe we should just lay this one to bed. Well, there's nothing wrong with putting a series to bed. It was a really good concept, and it was yeah. for a movie or two. And even I'm one of the minority that actually thought Salvation was a nice departure. Uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with ending there and not having to. Trust me, <laughs> they should have ended really after the second yeah. movie. There's no reason to just keep going. Yeah. yeah. All right. James, this one, they, this one they cross with Back to the Future and Doc Brown. Uh... Oh, God. <laughs> um, well, the next one is a news article. 
uh, about uh, rumors of the casting of the new Han Solo movie. So those of you who do not know that there are uh, additional Star Wars movies being made that are not related to the upcoming trilogy. Yes, sir. Uh, this is to <laughs> pay, this is to pay the bills after they've spent five billion dollars on uh, on the li- Star Wars license. So right. Well, they almost they made half of it back on the last yeah. one. Of course. I mean, like fat, that's 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 a good profit turnaround. I mean, it's a, still, if I could have raised the money, I would have bought. <laughs> I would have bought it for five billion dollars too. I mean, I well, do you think they're still in? The, they must be still in the red. They still they're still in the red at least on this. But you know, because they built the Disney expansion and everything like that. But I think just with toy licensing, because they got his full toy licensing, didn't they? I think they got everything. They got okay, everything. So, so if they got everything, you know, his toy licensing is going to be above and beyond what the movie did. And the movie did $2 billion, So, right. They, they you go. They made their money back. So we have Red uh, uh, Rogue One coming out soon. Which looked hot. Which looks right. good. I, I, was, I was actually more excited by that trailer than I was by Force Awakens. Because I love Force Awakens. I feel like it's, it's neat. I don't want to step on any geek toes. But I feel like it has some inherent issues with it so with rogue one i really felt like we're retelling a full star wars story and it felt to me almost like um i I, did you ever play the star wars role-playing game the wait wait the uh, i I remember remember it but never played it yeah it was so computer no 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 no, no. the 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 pencil and pencil tabletop yeah um but west end games yeah west end games and it felt just literally like we're just going to step an adventure right off of there. So I'm, I'm terribly excited for it because uh, the adventures that I played were never Jedi adventures. They were always sort of like the scrappers who were trying to, who are trying to do things around the edges of the Jedi adventures. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm really interested to see what they do. Well, then that leads to this news article, which is the rumor is, is Alden Enric, young man, right. might be getting this new movie, which is a Han Solo movie, you know, like young Han Solo. Okay. And this kind of makes me flinch a okay. bit. Like Rogue One is a great idea. We have a whole bunch of unknown people telling part of a story that we know. It mm. fits in. Yeah. But young Han Solo kind of gets me in that like young Indiana Jones type of Which I didn't mind. I liked River Phoenix. Yeah, but Well, well, okay, so that if they reduxed Indiana Jones. Would it would it bug you? Yeah. Okay. So you're saying basically that that. Well, okay. Wait. Read. No. If they continued forward with Indiana Jones with a new guy, and he was just kind of a another, I I would be okay with that. Okay. Mississippi Smith taking over. <laughs> I don't know. You're right. I, 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 it's just the like it's just the young version of heroes that always t- trip me out. Like the teen version of Han Solo just doesn't sound good to me. See, uh, I, I have insider information on this because uh, I did some work for uh, for Star Wars a little while back, but I, I can't really talk about it. But uh, should it, I it be was, less worried? It, no, <laughs> it's not that it, it was it was tangential to this. But but um, they're they're very careful. I, I will say that they, they they're very careful about this property and they're well well aware of the pitfalls. So, okay. so it's inter- it's it's interesting to me. But I mean, 
Is it just that Harrison Ford has put his, uh, you know, dirty little fingerprints so all over Han Solo that it can't possibly be anybody else? Well, yeah, with the way things are going, like, you know, when you do the next three movies that are, you know, have the characters, like Han Solo is not being played by somebody else. Mm -hmm. It feels like... uh, It feels like young... It kind of feels like young William Shatner, like uh, Kirk. I was oh. like, eh, I don't think I need young Kirk. I think mm-hmm. I'd rather just have a new captain. Okay, okay, I can see that. I mean, wh- one of the things with with young Han Solo is is that there is this whole background to him, and where I think we kind of don't want to see that bastardized. You know, everybody because Han Solo is an enigma when he yes. shows up. We don't want to bastardize that that history and turn it into something that we find, you know, anathema to our own imagination of what he might have been. You know, right. like he wait a second, history. he went to the he went to the military academy. No, Han Solo would never do that. Well, you know, Han Solo does whatever they tell him to. So, whatever, <laughs> and I whatever. almost I almost feel that Han Solo really wasn't that big of a badass before they met him. You know what I mean? Like he kind of smirked his way through but he wasn't like a crazy hero who did all these crazy things like he kind of like his journey also started to me with star wars mm. yeah he was like small time right exactly yeah. well that was actually that was actually one of my issues with force awakens was i felt like that there was one moment you know lots of people are complaining about the death star and everything i can see where that is but one of my major complaint with that that movie is one conversation between Leia and Han where they get schmaltzy. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, like, go, go ahead. If you need a redux, Leia and Han and, and, and the kids going and, and bombing another Death Star, fine. But don't betray character. That was one of my problems with episodes one, two, and three, right? Don't betray character, like the nature of, of who mm-hmm. these people are. And I love the fact that they, they came out arguing, you know, you know, what did I say? Don't say anything, right? That whole beginning. And I was like, oh, it's space divorce. And of course, of course they got space. Of course they got space divorce. That made complete <laughs> sense. But I was sitting there and I was listening to them in this schmaltzy conversation and I was going, I really had this sense of this isn't Han, you know? This isn't Leia. They wouldn't talk like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would, you know, and that's what it could be with a young Han Solo movie is this just constant sense of, well, you know, not not really. He's not really like this. I mean, I was looking at that conversation with them and all I wanted them to do was start sniping at each other and arguing and arguing and arguing, and arguing, arguing. And then him saying, you know, I've got to go and her saying, you have to leave. And then him getting on the spaceship and looking back and saying, Leia. And she says, I know. And that's all I ever really wanted. I wanted, mm-hmm. I wanted, I wanted that turnaround with, uh, with them, with them talking. And I, I, I didn't have it. And it was, uh, it was my, my one, my one moment in Force Awakens where I was really like, ah. Oh. Brian, miss, does this bother you at all? Does this like trip you up at all? Or am I the only one that's my spidey um, senses? Are I, too- I, no, I, I do have a lot of worry about this one. Uh, like Matt was saying, I'm all on board for Rogue One because it's. A different it's a departure and the what they're calling is a a star wars story mm-hmm. and the han solo movie is more than that it's not just a side story it's it's part of the main episodes because yeah. it extends oh, good point sideways. that's it's even branch. a better yeah that's another great point yeah but 
I mean, it can be, you know, part of it's casting. Casting is huge. Mm. Uh, part of it is just the story itself. And Lawrence Kasdan is doing this screenplay, I believe, or at least the story. Good. So obviously, you know, he's going to have a good handle on the character. Uh, but the, the rumor I heard was that it deals with early Han Solo and meeting Chewbacca or something about that type of dynamic. And I don't want to see that. I, I don't like having every little corner painted in mm-hmm. from previous stories. Like in the prequels, all that, I, I hated that in the prequels and having everything explained. I don't need to know how they met. I don't want to know that. I, to me, I just want to be, wow. if they're going to show uh, his character or some thing that was formative for him, sure. But that, that was one grain of sand on the beach of problems with, the, with episodes <laughs> one, two, and three. Yeah, <laughs> true that. We'd have a lot longer than a 40-minute podcast. Exactly, by, right. by far, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, you know, okay. Let's let's move on then because we're we're getting dangerously close to talking about episodes one, two, and three, and we'll be here all night. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. All right. Well, the next thing I'd like to talk about, just because I'm a big fan, is the rumors of this new Star Trek TV show. All right. Now, was it you who said to me that they're thinking of doing this? No, don't a, say as, don't. But I, I don't think you can say what you're about ready to say. <laughs> this whole podcast is redacted. Uh, like it wasn't format, me. It wasn't you. But I know what you're about ready to say. What am I about to say? <laughs> the, right. for, the format of the show. Okay, no, say it. Okay, that that they're they're thinking of doing this as a as a serial anthology. I don't know that. I don't. I don't think they even know. They even know that. So okay, this is the only thing I know. First of all. <laughs> Uh, I do work for CBS and this is going to be a CBS show. Okay. But I won't ever say anything that uh, violates uh, <laughs> right. anything that I've signed. Right. So what I, what, anything that I say here is just me not knowing because okay. it is all rumor. But and when, and when he's noticeably silenced, then we're like, <laughs> what do you know? We're just going to be shaking him down in the back room. Right. Um, and the actualities, I know nothing. So everything that is on the internet is exactly what I know. Uh, you know nothing, Jon Snow. All right. I, I want an audition, man. I want I want to audition to be Sulu, Sulu's grandson on the or however they do it. I want to be on the damn show. Okay. Well, here's the rumor. Well, okay. first of all, we know that this is going to be the introduction of CBS's streaming, right? Uh, like their version of Netflix. Their crack. Now, I like this idea. Some people are panicking. But if I can get a House of Cards version of Star Trek, like they really put the effort into making a niche show. They don't have to appeal to absolutely everybody. And then this is like – this has potential of being a great TV series. It will improve television, frankly. Because because you don't have to pitch to the middle. You don't have to be like top of the bell curve. Now, the rumor is, is that this show would not be in the Abrams universe, that it would actually take place somewhere after Star Trek uh, VI, the movie. So between um, between the uh, uh, Kirk Six Six was the assassination attempt? Yes. So six, six, Six was the assassination attempt on the president, right? Of the president of the Klingon world. 
Okay. And, and, uh, uh, or the, yeah. And, uh, Kirk had to go and kind of escort them, even though he hated Klingons. Right. Right. So this takes place in between essentially, essentially generation or, uh, next generation and movie, the old series. Okay. This is my, this is like the sweet spot for me. This is exactly the the time period I would like to see at Trek. I love the Trek movie time periods. Mm-hmm. Not always the best movies, but I like that time period. It felt updated from the 60s, mm. but I still got my old school Trek. Yeah. You know, you know what the Trek that I always wanted to see? The no- I always wanted to see the the CIA in 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 Star Trek. Like the, 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 the black ops. Right. I wanted to see black ops Star Trek. Like, okay, we've seen the scientific vessel. We've (laughs) seen, we've seen all of these other things. We've seen the guys. I want to see the guy who's like Nicholson. Who's like, you want me on that wall. You want me doing the things that the, um, that the, uh, (laughs) that we, we don't, that the Federation claims that I don't do, you know? Well, do you feel like you could keep the tradition of the, what if, Trek using a more military style theme that you're suggesting? Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. So it wouldn't just be a war, war movie. No, 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 no. Because Gene Roddenberry was about asking difficult questions and, and trying to answer societal questions, societal questions through science fiction. You know, it's like great party question. I mean, okay, there's a spaceship. It's going to crash into earth. Do you shoot it down? Well, right. yeah, of course. Well, there are a hundred people on it. You, it's going to blow up the earth. Do you do it? Of course. A uh, hundred kids. Uh, yeah, I still do it. Okay. One of them's yours. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know, and I love, you know, the, the, the constantly expanding questions that he did, you know, though, what was the, what's the episode with the Riddler where he's black faced on one side and white faced? Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They ask difficult societal questions, and I feel like those are the societal questions that we need asked right now. You know, is about constant wars, about dealing with those things, and I and I think he would want to answer them in an, in in an interesting way. I I agree. What would be your uh, Brian? What would be your uh, favorite Star Trek? Where would you want to set this? I probably in that time frame, like right post movie time frame. I, I liked that era probably the best. The ships. Maybe because mm-hmm. I grew up in that time, and I just remember uh, Starfleet battles and some of the uh, you know the <laughs> ships that were just so cool to draw and just play around yeah. with. Me too. Um, so I I like that a lot. I also really like that they're going to do the streaming option. Uh, people tend to forget that Next Generation was syndicated, and that was at the time a really departure from the whole idea of what a Star Trek. TV show is not going to be on network TV. It was yeah. really different. And exactly now I don't think it's that much of a big deal to have something that's all streaming. And I think they can obviously, you know, there's no limit to budget if they they're supported. So, uh, I think though that there's one thing that I've always thought would be perfect is if there's any franchise that's primed for having a cinematic universe, it's star Trek. And I think mm-hmm. that, that they've always, pigeonhole themselves and just have having a Kirk Spock centric story. And there's such a wide universe literally. And so there's talk about anthology. I mean, there's so many different things. I mean, Star Wars is doing that now. Finally, uh, there's something I've been hoping for years that 
any of these major franchises would do is just branch out. You have yeah. so much material that you can have tell so many stories. It doesn't have to well, always what, be the Skywalkers. It doesn't have to, yeah. always have to be Kirk. So um, well, that's why I like Deep Space Nine is Deep Space Nine actually sort of went, no, no, no. We're going to be stationary, literally, for a while, and we're going to explore the nature of uh, a rebellion on a planet now being forced to – you know, work with the, the Federation to, to, uh, to govern that, that planet. And I really, I loved that. I loved, did you say nine is still my, my favorite Star Trek series by oh, far? Really? Yeah. I absolutely. just start, I, I just started it. Mm-hmm. it hands uh, down, hands out first season, excuse me, as soon as Worf shows up, then it's my favorite. So season three. I yeah, season three, season three, and then it just rolls. It just completely rolls. But the first first two seasons, they struggle, but they're setting a lot of stuff up. I don't think they planned it that way, but yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah they, they 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 end up that way, and it and it does really really well. Plus, I love Rene Abergenois, and I'll watch him do anything. Mm-hmm. Benson, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I'm excited about all this actually, and and you know, Brian, you're right. Not only did Star Trek kind of break a ground in the topics uh, when start, you know, uh, but it also broke ground in how the TV shows were being made. I mean, Star Trek alone, the first one was, you know, a super successful science fiction talking about shit you're not supposed to talk about. Then generations come or next generation comes out and you're right. They they have a new model on how they're going to do this TV show, which freaked the networks out. <laughs> they didn't know what was going on. And then here we are again. Well, th- then they also start doing multiple versions of the show airing at the same time. Remember that w- there wasn't law five law and orders back then. Right. When Star Trek gener- uh, next generation and deep space nine came on, that was brand- groundbreaking t- as well. Right. Uh, and then now you have, you know, the idea of, of taking a show that, uh, traditionally was on TV and now hopefully setting a tone for this new online network. I'm in, I'll, de- I'll definitely check it out at least at your house. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know whether or not I'll actually pay, but you know, I'll check it out. Well, sure. right now CBS, uh, online's like $5 a month. Okay. I'll check it out at your house. Okay. <laughs> Doctor Strange trailer. Okay. Dun dun dun. Okay, before we get into anything else though, how about just the trailer? How about just just the story and trailer? Bumbersnatch Cumbersnitch? Yeah. Um, I like Bumbersnatch Cumbersnitch. He is uh he's 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 pretty great. I didn't read this comic, so <laughs> I think uh, he I- has one of the best the best cool origin stories, you know, that, that he's this hot shot pain in the ass, you know, really brilliant doctor who, who I think he's a drinker. He's a little Tony Starkey mm-hmm. and he, he gets into an accident and he loses his hands, right? His hands not, they're not cut off, but they're ruined. So he can't do his job anymore. Right. Right. So, he kind of goes on walkabout to find himself, to find out who this new person is. And he finds a calling. And I think that's a great story because it's, it's, you know, like Spider-Man being, uh, really the, the, the flag bearer for, for being, a a preteen, 
Doctor Strange is a really great uh, flag bearer for being 35 to 42, you know, <laughs> and I real uh, and going, what, what am I doing? Am I doing the right thing? Is this, you know, I, I was so good at this, but I'm, you know, I love those questions. So he's the midlife crisis. He's superhero. the midlife crisis superhero. He's fantastic. And, you know, and he's a little existential and, and, uh, you know, every once in a while I'd roll my eyes at the comic cause they just, they, they would literally have deus ex machina on a regular basis. And, well, always uh, like, all right, I always find it, found it weird that he was even in the Marvel universe. Like everyone else is superhero. And then this wizard comes out of nowhere and he's immensely powerful. You know, when we get into, you know, Adam Warlock and all the rest, you know, I mean, this is leading to the infinity war and you, he's, he's absolutely integral to, to infinity war. Hmm. Uh, you know, uh, I heard someone talk about on a, I don't know, maybe it was some video uh, where they rated the the most powerful uh, superheroes, uh, Marvel superheroes, and they lift, listed him as number one, mainly because uh, they, mainly because he said, well, here's the deal, they never really tell you what his powers are. Every issue is just like, oh, by the way, he can do this, because <laughs> right. he's just got magic. So it just he just kept coming up with shit. I mean, well, I mean, the, apart from the, you know, the God class ones, like, you know, the, all, all the guys who, you know, Apocalypse and Beyond Thor and everybody else. But, um, yeah, Death, you know, Captain Marvel. I don't know. He's 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 always interesting to me because um, along with fate, he's got he's got these he's always, he's not quite Superman, you know, so he's still vulnerable on some level. And that's always been fun to me is that he, he's still, he's still a human and you can still break through his stuff, uh, to get there. And, and the way they, that, um, not Dale Keown, I can't remember the artist anyway, uh, originally drew him. He, the the way that they drew magic was just always so much fun to watch. Hmm. Well, I thought the trailer looked cool. I he did looked, too. He looked except, like, all right, <laughs> except for Tilda Swinton. Okay, here we go. This is gonna be this is gonna be how we're gonna close this episode down. I'm quite sure. Just, just. So that leads to another thing that happened this week. It's been happening for years and years, yeah. but this is it's been brought up again this week. Is the whitewashing of these geeky movies? We're just going to pick on the geeky ones right now. <laughs> but uh, we had Doctor Strange come out, and we had uh, images of Ghost in the Shell, and mm-hmm. which um, I'm just we, livid. I'm just livid. We have what's her face? Uh, what's her name? Uh, Scarlett. Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson as an essentially an Asian woman. Yeah. Yeah. That we th- we think at this point. No, they, they come on. Hollywood, li- they, the the studio admitted to the fact that they did CG tests to make the white characters look more Asian. Right. Well, then they, just... they said they scrapped. So we don't know if they're going to Americanize the whole movie. So it's not Asian at all, which would be less disturbing. Yellow face is yellow face is yellow face, and why not? Give like, uh, the what chance? was the what was the last one? The uh, all you need is kill movie. Um, uh, live Which die one? repeat. The live, live die. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that one, they just 
they just Americanized the whole damn movie. Yes. It was a Japanese book. Yeah, absolutely. So there is a way of doing it. You just absolutely. Ignore it. I just think if it's if it's iconic, if you're if you're doing cultural appropriate, like this is my problem with Doctor Strange, like he doesn't show up and Tilda Swinton is like hanging out in the middle of Cambridge. Right. <laughs> right. You know, she's he's supposed to be Asian. He's going to Tibet to meet the ancient one. And we're like <laughs> cruising through Tibet and there's all sorts of, you know, Asian cultural appropriation left and right. And you get to the center and who is it? It's Tilda Swinton dressed like David Carradine. From <laughs> I mean, I literally wanted her to say, snatch this grasshopper from my palm. Yeah. And because it was deserved in an obvious bald wig. And, you know, I love Tilda Swinton. I will. I would watch Tilda Swinton take a dump. But this was terrible. And you couldn't you couldn't find one, you know, and I love how they're they're backpedaling like, you know, why does it have to be an Asian person if you're you know, if we're doing well, if you're going to steal every single other thing about Asia around yeah. them, then why not? You know, right. and here here and, and jump in uh, whenever uh, whenever you want to. But here is the strangest part about out of the two. Here's the strangest part about the Tilda Swinton thing is here's the deal about Hollywood. Uh, they are very skittish. And so they will try to put stars leading in lead roles. It is unfortunate that there aren't huge Asian stars right now. But see, that's large sacks of BS. Well, name one. It's not about that. Listen, there are large Asian stars all over Asia. And if yep. you are courting Chinese box office, which they are, right, to to a huge degree, right? There, what is ever, which has been really interesting if you think about it. What is every single thing? Well, um, Marvel, yeah. you know, Batman v Superman came out, and that did this box office, and it was interesting because it opened in Asia on the same day, right? Oh, this so is happening every I, single I, thing. And I'm just telling you. That, I'm just telling you what happens. You know, Put Jay in, put Ju in there. Put Daniel Henney in there. Put put anybody in there who actually could play the role, even though you know, just don't you know, give somebody else other than Ken Watanabe a chance. I get I get that those people may have been perfect for the role. All I'm saying is, this is the reality: is that executives go, you need to find somebody who puts butts in the seat. Like absolutely, absolutely, one hundred percent, Luke. And they can't. Every, Every major actor has has a dollar sign on their butt that says this is how many people I can get in seats, right? And that's really great. And that's you know that's that's sort of Aaron Sorkin's argument, right? Like like we can't we can't uh, we don't have name an Asian star. Well, if you consistently disenfranchise Asians all the way down the line and say basically you can play waiters or you can you can kick ass, right? Because name how many Asians Asian men you've ever seen in your life, not in the last five years, in your life, kiss anyone ever on screen. I agree. Right? And so I if, totally if, agree if, with you. If you've, emasculated, if you've emasculated an entire populace, if then you're so terrified down the line, you know, I actually, I was, you know, one of the runners up for uh, the role of the Japanese kamikaze pilot in, 
in uh, Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I did my Japanese and I come, you know, went in there and went, I did it all. And everybody's like, great, you're it. And then they went, what's your ethnic heritage? And they went, oh, you can't, you're not Japanese. You can't do it. Right. right. Because they didn't want Asian backlash. Right. right. And the, the thing about this is, is that, is that to a certain extent, and this is where I'll give Hollywood a little bit, the Asian community hamstrings itself. Right. Because, you know, you look at the African-American community, they're like, well, we're a cultural diaspora. We don't know necessarily what part of Africa we're from. We're American. So if it's a black film, we're all going to go. We support, you know, we're the NAACP. We're going to support this. This is if this is this wrongs us. This is how we're going to view it. It's us against them. Um, If it's Latin then there's basically this, you know, he's from Honduras. He can play the role. He's, you know, he can play a Spanish role. We all speak Spanish. It's just fine. If you're Caucasian, yeah, Sean Connery can play a Russian. Who cares? Why? Because there's a ubiquity in terms of the number of roles that, that Caucasians can play. With Asians, there are only a few roles, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, uh, can we really have a Chinese woman playing a Japanese woman in Memoirs of a Geisha? Is that okay? Should we really be doing that? And it's part of the cultural sensitivity now, but it plays only one way. And it, it, it hamstrings us, but it doesn't help us because it's not providing more roles and more opportunities. It's lessening them. My, uh, a friend of mine made a very good point. He said, if Sidney Poitier, right? Cause Sydney, because if you think about it, Sidney Poitier comes in and he bangs open all of these doors, not just because he was good, but because he was given every black role as, as he came in. And he was like, can you imagine Sidney Poitier coming in now and somebody going, well, um, Sidney Poitier, he's Bahamian. He's actually, he's, 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 he's not really American black. And, and does he really, does he really speak to the, you know, there, there's so much mm-hmm. EC and selectivity about how we cast our roles now, but it's not helping us in any way, shape or form. But I can tell you if this was the black, you know, if this was a uh, black Panther and this was set in the middle of Wakanda, you can bet that at the center of the Wakandan temple, there would not be Tilda Swinton. <laughs> no, I totally agree with you. Playing this role. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's, unfortunately, it's, it's hard to blame. It's, it's, it's hard to like zero in the blame on particular people because it's a big cultural problem we're having. I, essentially, we're asking a, and this a was, studio this, to say, hey, why don't you spend $300 million on somebody that most people in America do, have never heard of? Right, but I am totally – but the problem is – and the problem with that – you know, this being genre and this being genre led by geeks is that we allow that. Christopher Reeve was a no-name. Chris Hemsworth was a no-name. And we put huge leads at the center of our geek franchises and then, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch, and then we get behind them and rally cry as big as we can. And to say that we couldn't take an Asian star who has a huge following in China and bring them here and go, well, at least we're going to maximize Asian box office. Mm -hmm. And, and therefore we couldn't put their name in here is idiotic. 
It's mm-hmm. absolutely idiotic and it's chicken shit because you can't well, say we're going to do it for white actors, but we're not going to do it for Asians. It's, well, I, mean, here's, I got into it because Max Landis says basically the sim- same thing as you. And I got I wrote him an email like, Max, come on. Well, here's the here's in addition to that, the, 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 the reason why I brought up the difference between Doctor Strange and Ghosts in the Shell is Tilda Swinson isn't putting butts in the seats. Oh, that's, that's, a, very, that's a very good point. That's what I mean. It's like I could see I can see in, with Ghost in the Shell a scared group of executives going, we're spending $300. A lead better be someone. Who's like Black Widow? Who's like Black Widow? Who could play the Black Widow character? Uh, oh, Black Widow. Of course. Let's, right. let's ask her. Right. But the doctors, the, the one that just is confounding is the Doctor Strange one because I'm sure it's a minor character. I'm sure that uh, – that Tilda Swinson is not going to put butts in the seat. So they could have just cast it appropriately. Absolutely. I mean, and, and I was a little bit irate about Iron, Iron Fist too. And everybody was like, Hey, you know, he's originally, he's always a white character, you know? And I'm like, look, the, 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 have they cast Iron Fist? Oh yeah. 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 He's a white actor. And that, that, you oh, know, I, it's like, okay, no, but Iron Fist was a white was Caucasian. Right. Oh, okay. The, the only thing is he came out in the 60s, 70s and, and it was, during the time period of American appropriation of, of, of Asian stuff. So it was very much, you know, Kung Fu. It was very much, you know, American ninja kind right. of thing. So it was yeah, like, he could you know, be anybody. like you cast anybody in that role. Well, I think you cast a half Asian guy who's sort of recovering his identity through this. And you got a real interesting role that actually could be, you know, culturally interesting as well and expand the base. And it just, it was just nonsensical. It's just, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and frankly, until the Asian community goes, wait a second. Oh, right. We have the most money of any minority. Oh, right. Until the, that, the Asian community does that and goes, um, uh, we're not going to spend our dollars anymore. Mm-hmm. Until, until we do that as a whole, nothing's mm-hmm. going to happen. Right, right. Because you know, as the homeless guy in, in my, outside my New York apartment used to say, Ain't, ain't nothing ma- ain't no no colors in America matter but two pink and green making love and making money mm. <laughs> nice <laughs> but Brian what do you think I'm sorry I'm, I'm dominating but what do, you, what do you think well I find it interesting that they they spend obviously a lot of time in these movies uh, trying to appeal to an Asian market like the Avengers the last Avengers movie had a whole subplot that happened. And I forget where it was. Was it? Oh, absolutely. Uh, and then, like uh, you know, it happens every single film. It seems like there's a um, either we're, we're doing a, this for China location, or yeah, or, or maybe they'll bring in. I can't remember. Maybe it was Iron Man three where they had um, someone that was. I'm forgetting oh, the Marvel movies now. No, not the villain, but there was like some other character. Again, there's so many Marvel movies, and I'm forgetting. I, but they, they they obviously bend over backwards to appeal to the market in some way, but it, it's, it is strange that they're not extending that to the actors themselves. It's more like locations or specific, uh, type of sponsorships or things like that. They don't and, like this, but it won't matter to white people and we won't lose any market share on our mm-hmm. side. Yeah, mm-hmm. Okay. Dumb shit. Well, I it, mean, trust an American audience, will ya? You know, trust an American audience that you can actually move the base a little bit. Come on. Yeah. Well, it seems even stranger now that 
in the last year especially, we've seen online backlash be pretty vocal. Like it's finally at least spreading over the internet when you have like, what was that? What was that crazy uh, Egyptian one with Jamie Lannister in it? Yeah, my God. What? Now that got, you know, that was all over the internet as being just kind of a shit show to begin with. Now I'm sure the movie was awful. Anyway, gods of Egypt. Oh, I yes. Just, yeah. Well, it was hilarious because I mean, you would just watch everybody like trying to do space English. You know, everybody's <laughs> like, everybody's like, and I see you, Ramesses, as you approach me, right? And then, lo and behold, in comes Gerard Butler, who's like, I don't care. I talk like this. I'm <laughs> Scottish in everything I do. <laughs> He's just like, all right. Yeah. Well, but. <laughs> <laughs> we're starting to see these, you know, the we start we're starting to hear it at least on the internet, and I, I find it interesting that the studios still they don't seem affected by it. How many I, baths do you have to take where you're like Avatar? Mm, ah, well, took a bath on that one. Gods of Egypt. Mm, took a bath on that one. What was the one that that Ridley Scott just did? Uh, like it was the Moses one or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he took a bath on that one because it's like, hey, white people in the Middle East. Right. <laughs> we actually see the Middle East every day on the news. Right. And they, none know, of them look like We know what Weaver. they look like. Thanks. <laughs> John Turturro and Sigourney Weaver. Exactly. Like, come on, man. All right. Well, maybe we'll maybe we'll see the uh, the the ship turn on this issue. Um, it, it's a shame that out of all the movies, Ghost in the Shell isn't going to be just steeped in. Come on, because that would be just amazing. Come on, uh, Maggie it, it is anybody. Yeah. You know, come on. There there are a dozen. A dozen really, really good Japanese actresses who could pull this off. I mean, come on, Toshiro Mifune. You know, he didn't come out of no. Like, we made him a star. We could make a new Asian guy a star. Guarantee you, it's it's feasible. It has happened before. We could assemble it. We have the technology. Well, hold your breath. I I, hold your breath. I will not. Okay. All right. Well, that's the end of our our uh, news that we have this week. So we'll we'll lay that to rest. But um, if you want to jump in on the conversation, we'll be on Facebook. So you can find us there, Geeks On, on Facebook. And uh, I'm sure everyone will have an opinion about this. Hopefully yes. all positive. Um, <laughs> that well, anyway... We should end that. Thanks, you guys, for joining me. Uh, we're going to do more of this. We'll have uh, different people on here, whoever can help out uh, with the Geeks on news. Can we get Josh? Uh, yeah. I don't know. We might be able to. Um, and um, let's do some specialized shows. I, I would still like to talk about Superman versus Batman. And uh, we have a new Marvel movie coming out, what, two weeks? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah so lots to talk about soon so just wait for it everybody and Captain America Captain America V Captain Iron America Man. V Iron Man actually I think it looks great I heard that there's 30 minutes of Spidey in it and I'm terribly excited yeah this could be a good one alright everybody have a good geek week 
and we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye.